Today on From A to Ziggy, Drive-In Saturday. Welcome to From A to Ziggy, the podcast in which we listen to every single David Bowie song in alphabetical order and talk about it. My name's Thomas. My name's Travis. And today we're talking about Drive-In Sitter Day. No, don't sit down. Drive-In Sat-er Day. Past tense. tense. And uh, yeah. Yeah. From, this, this is from 1973. The album... Aladdin Sane, the place, America. Yes. <laughs> in a world. In a, in, in a world where David Bowie is in the middle of a transition, one album will stand alone. Drive in Saturday. <laughs> Aladdin Sane. <laughs> um, yeah, this is kind of this is uh, this is kind of hinting at some things to come this here song. Yeah, this was, uh, this is when, when Bowie came over to, uh, to America. He's traveling from city to city and it's, it's got, it's got some, some post apocalyptic illusions. Yeah. It's sort of a post apocalyptic doo-wop. Yeah. Very 1950s. Yeah. It, it was kind of in the, so you, you kind of start to notice that every 20, basically every era gets super into the retro of 20 years before, like right now as things stand in 2016, everyone's like, ah, the nineties. And you know, when we were younger, everyone was like, Oh my God, the eighties. And so like in the seventies and I mean, well, and even kick back even further when I was growing up in the nineties is everyone was dressing like hippies and doing the whole like 60s, 70s thing. But, uh, so in the, in the seventies, there was kind of this like fifties retro thing going on with happy days and Greece Mm. and, Rocky Horror and all that stuff. Um, was that uh, the Billy Joel song? Did that, had that come out? Was it Uptown Girl? Uptown Girl, uh, that didn't come out to the 80s. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Okay. Which, that's one of those songs that you can't even mention it without getting stuck in your head for the next, like, six hours. Yeah, which try is, try not to imagine an elephant singing Uptown, Uptown Girl. <laughs> uh, can't be done. Can't be done. Inception. Uh, actually, I'm just picturing the music video. All I'm picturing is Greasy Billy Joel fixing cars, singing about his Uptown Girl. Drive in Saturday. Drive in Saturday. So yeah, this is kind of a. Uh, I think this is part of this seventies fifties wave. Fifties wave is that like new wave? Yeah, it's like really really old wave. Yeah, and it, it, and this is kind of a nice. Like last time we or one of the times that we were discussing Aladdin Sane, we were kind of making the comparison, calling this kind of like okay computer, or sort of like straddling these two eras of, you know, what had been done brilliantly. And kind of hinting at what will be done brilliantly. Hmm. And this song kind of has like, this song has like one leg in the Ziggy era and one leg in the like thin white Duke era. Hmm. Interesting. Which aspects of it do you uh, remind you of the thin white Duke? It's just all like, it's, it's got that like horns and it's very, Hmm. yeah, it's like, it's basically hinting at what's, what's to come with like young Americans station to station. Hmm. Um, Very fifties influenced, but still kind of those like, grimy glammy guitars and yeah um yeah it really it, it it's it straddles the line beautifully i think I, I i love how it ties those two eras together yeah the only thing that makes this comparison less perfect is like it, you just have to kind of pretend that diamond dogs doesn't exist for a minute yeah i don't know i'm trying to figure out how it might fit in there uh because diamond dogs has has some some pretty crunchy guitars yeah in it. it doesn't have mick ronson but it's got uh the same kind of sound is there is there any there's no, is there any fifties? There's some classic 
songs. Yeah. Uh, what, are, what are they called? Standards. There's a standard in Future Legend. He recalls, uh, what is it? Kind of bewitched, be- bewildered, and bothered. Is that bewitched, bemused, and bewildered, I think. Yeah, we'll go with that. that it's it, the Ella Fitzgerald song. Yeah. So there's some bringing things back from the 50s and such. I guess. But yeah, but with this, you can almost feel him like, you know, while he's immersing himself in American culture during this 50s wave, kind of getting into it, putting this song together. I'm like, hey, this is this is kind of nice. This is kind of fun. I could I could do a couple albums like this. And of course, it's it's the it's the American landscape that inspires him. Uh, he's traveling via train, I think it was from from city to city. Yeah, and he even puts down on the uh, on the track listing the names of the cities he was traveling around when he wrote these songs. And by, for instance, Aladdin Sane, it says the RHMS. Ellenus. So that's the ship he was riding over on because he doesn't fly. He didn't fly in planes. Drive-in Saturday is Seattle Phoenix. And so there's a story. He was traveling around Seattle Phoenix, going through these long stretches of highway or trainway. And he sees these, off in the distance, these silver domes, a number of them. And he's curious what they're for. And he, he can't really get an answer of what they're for. So he he, he he starts to imagine that they have something to do with a nuclear, a post-nuclear catastrophe. Yeah. So this song actually, so in reading up on this song, it, it, it brings up two of the most like quintessentially Bowie's a weird dude anecdotes in that this first, this one where he's sitting there and he sees these like domes. He's like, oh, they must be post-apocalyptic labs, obviously. <laughs> um, and then when he tries to give this song to Mott the Hoople and gets so angry that he shaves his eyebrows off. It's just like the most like quintessentially damn it, David Bowie, you are a weird dude. And you can tell he shaved his eyebrows off because you can see it on the album cover. And he looks very disappointed that Mott the Hoople didn't take. So every time you look at the cover of Aladdin saying that iconic image, you can just picture David Bowie feeling you know sad. exactly what's going on, the on in his head. It felt like kind of a passive aggressive dig a little bit when I was watching. Um, there was a video of him doing this from VH1 storytellers. And there's just, he's telling the story about shaving his eyebrows off and he throws in, it felt like kind of a dig um, that Maude the Hoople had decided that they want to write their own singles. I mean, I can't remember verbatim how he put it, but he basically implied that that wasn't a great idea because Mott the Hoople never had another giant single. They had one big hit and David Bowie wrote it. But but Bowie was a big fan of theirs. Yeah. So it kind of... And he did kind of towards the end of the story give himself some credit too in, in saying that they, part of the reason they turned it down was because it had all these like complex chord changes and it was just this weird... It was too much for them to really with the means that they had to make it work, which is an important thing to do as an artist. You never want to embarrass yourself. Yeah, that's true. I wonder if they would have been put off by the, the fifties ishness of the song too. Yeah. They were a little bit more in the moment, I guess. Whereas David Bowie's not afraid to uh, pull out some retro pastiche. And then, and and, and then just to, to go back to like the origins of the song, like how, and I guess this is just a testament to how great drugs were in the seventies to like, just like be on a train and see these silver domes and be like a post-apocalyptic society, these labs in this like 
dystopian future where nobody remembers how to do it anymore. Yeah. <laughs> it's, uh, so the quote he gave in an interview is the radiation has affected people's minds and reproductive organs and they don't have a sex life. The only way they can learn to make love again is by watching video films of how it used to be done. In other words, pornos. Yeah. Right. And videos of Mick Jagger. Yeah. Or maybe presumably they've got the two, the two combined. Presumably, presumably they got their hands on some, some very top secret, some top secret Jagger videos. videos. Yeah. He's got a name drop of Mick Jagger in here. Yeah. People stared and or Jagger stared and people, no people stared in Jagger's eyes and scored, which I'm pretty sure is what happened a lot in the sixties. Sure. Um, I'm sure there was a lot of women who were scoring in the sixties who were pretending that they were with Mick Jagger. Definitely. Uh, Puts a whole new meaning to moves like Jagger. <laughs> and it works the other way around, too, because uh, in other performances of the song, you would swap it where uh, Jagger stared in people's eyes and scored. That Jagger, he's just got, he's a, he's a lucky guy. Yeah. Also name dropped in this song is Twiggy, the model. Yes. Twiggy, who uh, later showed up on the cover of Pinups. Um, I don't know if Bowie had met either of these two people. He was name checking by this point. I would bet he'd probably met Mick Jagger at some point. Seems like it. By the time this rolled around. Because he's, you know, he'd already made a name for himself. Yeah. So I bet that at some point along the way, he had crossed paths with his stones. Yeah. And he was, he was involved in the fashion world. So he might have met Twiggy by that point too. So my question though, since I'm, I'm not good with chronology, um, time is not a thing that makes sense to me. If it were alphabetical, I would understand it. Right. But, um, I don't remember whether whether he had met them by this point or whether he name drops them with the intention of drawing them closer to him. Yeah. Like the way he the way he's he develops the persona of Ziggy Stardust to be a rock star and then by doing that he becomes a rock star by dropping the names of Mick and Twiggy as if he knows them he gets to know them. They, they sort of just accumulate to him by the, the, what's it? The law of attraction. <laughs> yeah. It's like that. Uh, do you remember the secret? The secret. Was all, yeah. Exactly. I got to just visualize it and yeah. it'll happen. Exactly. Yeah. So drive in Saturday, drive in Saturday. You ever go to any drive-ins? I have been to a drive-in once. I saw blades of glory and that, that remake of rear window with, I think Shia LaBeouf. LaBeouf. That LaBeouf. happened? LaBarf. I don't remember that happening. Yeah, yeah. He's, uh, oh, God. he's a kid and he's, he's on house arrest. He can't leave the house. But he's got, there's, there's something fishy going on in the house next door. And it's in the suburbs. Too. Oh, God. Yeah. It's weird. There really is like no method to how they pair up the double features at, at, at drive-ins. Yeah. Like I went, uh, there used to be one in Connecticut that I went to a couple of times. And one time we were going to see the village the M night Shalaman yeah. village. And it, so it was that. And right before it was uh princess diaries too. <laughs> um, and then what, the other time we saw, um, we saw the Dukes of hazard movie and what the hell was the other movie with it? It was something else that was like kind of a kitty movie. Deliverance. It was del- yeah. Some, some kitty movie deliverance. Kids love deliverance. <laughs> so that, well, um, that reminds me, um speaking of kids loving deliverance uh, uh, that is actually a thing 
I was working in a uh, in a before school program. This is like my when I first was doing this back in the, when I was like twenty, and I had a kid who was like in first grade who kept saying "squeal like a piggy," <laughs> and like was pretty sure he had no idea where it came from but we just we're just always begging him to please stop <laughs> like, we can't explain to you why this is terrible but please make it stop <laughs> oh god i'd successfully blocked that out of my mind until just now reopening old wounds yeah. here on from a to ziggy uh yeah so drive-ins yeah drive-ins are a good time i wish that was the thing i could find around here there's one somewhere nearby yeah i bet you have to drive to it though <laughs> God damn it! <laughs> no, I, that was totally on purpose. I was totally being witty there. Um, uh, so it's a walk-in drive. It's a walk-in drive-in. Walk-in drive-in. Uh, damn it! Um, drive-in Saturday. Uh, this song is full of opposites. So it's it's full of confused people, people who have forgotten a lot of the important things that make up humanity itself. So they don't know how to hug. They say, let me put my arms around your head. Don't, when they go to bed, they turn on the light instead of turning it off. To console each other, they tell each other not to laugh because it'll be all right. So the, the, just a lot of confusion. Yeah. Trying to figure out, recreate. Uh, Trying to remember how to do human emotion. Yes. And drugs. Something called Sylvian that uh, Young the Foreman is on. He's, he's crashing out with it. Crashing out with Sylvian which is apparently supplied by the uh, kind of the equivalent of the National Health, the Bureau. It's for aging men. Something to, it, I think this kind of reminds me of, uh, it's something for aging men to help them crash out. It must be something like sort like of like an Ambien, an Ambien or something to sort of uh, relieve the existential dread of uh, coming to the end of, of your life at the age of 36 as an old man, withered yes. old man heading to the, um, the dome, the dome, the dome is probably like in Soylent Green, the, the place where the old men go. Definitely don't want to go there. No spoilers for uh, Soylent Green. Though. Yes. But you definitely don't want to go there. Yeah. You might need to take an Ambien before you head out there or a Sylvian. Ask your doctor. Drive in Saturday. So this one actually, uh, there's um, a few different covers. Um, I found one while you're looking for that. I found one from our old friend, Max Lorenz from his album, kiss you in the rain. Max Lorenz sings David Bowie from 2011. And he does an interesting thing with this song. He slows it down, gives it a sort of jazzy arrangement with upright bass and sax, little piano touch of Hammond organ. It's nice. And uh, of course he changes the line about Jagger. He changes it to when people stared in Bowie's eyes and scored Nice little touch. Um, the ones I found were a little bit more, a little more straightforward, kind of by the book covers. Book covers. So the two that I was able to readily listen to on on the YouTubes, there was a, a cover by Def Leppard. Def Leppard. Which is like the last thing you would expect is Def Leppard covering this doo-woppy David Bowie yeah. song. And it's pretty faithful? It's pretty faithful. Yeah, they even... Uh, I, can't, I couldn't tell if it was synthesizers or if they actually brought in a horn section. But yeah, it's pretty... Pretty straight homage to the uh, to the original. Wow! And then I found a live video of Morrissey mm. covering it. Again, it was pretty straightforward. He didn't have a horn section; he just used heavier guitars to sub in for the horns. Mm. But both pretty pretty faithful. Um, and then I couldn't find Joe Jackson did a live version of it. Oh, cool! Uh, which I bet is awesome. And I need to 
I was unable to find it in the time that I had. But I'm going to go ahead and assume it's really cool. Five stars. Five stars. We'll find it and, and link it to the uh, the Facebook yeah. notes. Um, yeah. Drive-In Saturday. It was a single. Yeah. Was, and it was mostly released unedited, uncut, but the German single had about 30 seconds. It faded early. 30 seconds early. Which I don't understand why you would do that. Eh. It's a thing. Yeah. And for the completest, you can find it on Recall 1 in the Five Years box set. All right. You got, you got anything? Nothing else from me. I, that's, that's pretty much all I got. We should rate it. Let's rate this song. I, I love this song. Yeah. yeah. It's a great song on a great album. You know, the only real debate is if I'm going to go all the way on this one. Mm. Um, is it a four or a five? Yeah. You're in that. I'm in that range. I think I'm prepared to give this song a five. Mm. This is a goddamn good song. Mm. It mix it, it perfectly blends so many great elements. Like it's got the, yeah, it's got that like kind of glammed up, but also grimy seventies rock. Yeah. Some good horns and fifties throwback and weird dystopian apocalyptic lyrics. It's, it's kind of a perfect David Bowie song. Yeah. It's like if someone, if you were, if someone was going to try and like find one song that ties as many elements today of David Bowie together to give to someone to be like, here's as much David Bowie as you can digest in one song. I'm not sure if this is the one song, but it's on the list of considerations for that. Yeah. So I give this song, f- screw it, man. I'm going to go five, uh, five non-functioning sex organs, five non-functioning gonads. Yes. Uh, Cool. Yeah, uh, me too. I wholeheartedly agree. I'll give this five non-functioning gonads as well for a total of ten non-functioning gonads. Um, I just like that word. <laughs> it's, you know, it doesn't matter how old you are, that word is always going to be funny. Uh, for the same reasons. Same reasons you stated. The 50s, the 70s, the pastiche, the collage. It's great. Yeah. The marriage of the two. Yeah, it's great. Um... Well, that's going to wrap it up for, for drive-in Saturday. Yeah. What do you say we take a break and we've still got some time on, on, on this Saturday afternoon. We can head, head to the pool. I don't know. I've heard some things about that pool. Really? Yeah. Bad things. Bad things. Bad things happen there. Like what? Like I heard that there was this one time where there was no lifeguard on duty. Yeah. And. You said duty. I did say duty. Um, <laughs> This is a real grown-up episode. Really, it was it was all going very well. And it's just all going off the rails in the last minute. It's all gonads and duty. <laughs> <laughs> um, game face. Someone drowned. <laughs> You're welcome, Internet. <laughs> uh, that's uh, that's going to be next week on From A to Ziggy. Uh, the drowned girl. It was a girl who drowned. It was a girl who drowned. It wasn't. It wasn't Barb from Stranger Things. Uh, oh no, spoilers. That's not a spoiler, is it? I mean, it's kind of a spoiler. But if you haven't watched Stranger Things by now, then I can't. I can't really help you. The drowned girl. The drowned is, girl is the next. The next song we'll be covering on For Me to Ziggy. Until then, you can follow us on Facebook and on Twitter at For Me to Ziggy. Email podcast at For Me to Ziggy Follow us on iTunes and Stitcher and Google Play, where you can also leave a rating and a review. And why not tell your friends? You know, we're still running that sweepstakes, that promotion. Yeah. Where if you tell a friend... We will do anything that you say. We really will. Um, and you know, it just occurred to me, as I'm looking at this here spreadsheet, 
this is the last show of 2016. You're right. So to the people who have jumped on board in this, our first year of existence, uh, we started what January? We started recording in January. I think we, yeah. So pretty, pretty close to a full calendar year. Yeah. So it's been a, for, for all people say about 2016, it was a dragon all, but Hey, you guys started listening to this little podcast and, uh, we thank you for that. Yeah. And for me personally, I can't speak for you, Travis, but this has been a really positive experience. It's, yes. I've learned a whole lot doing I've this. I've learned so much. And um, I do I do feel this is one thing I'm really proud of yes. for 2016. 94 episodes in. Not 94 bad. 94 episodes deep. And how appropriate. We'll be starting 2017 talking about someone drowning. <laughs> uh, well, I don't want to get too, too, so, too sappy here. Yes. From, from, from all of us at from A to Ziggy to all of you out there. Yeah, we, Happy that, New Year. And thank is, you for being so gosh darn supportive. It's much appreciated. Yeah, we, we do love doing this show. You guys can ride out 2017 with us. <laughs> Until 2017, my name is Thomas. My name is Travis. Happy New Year. It's true. They got a man.